Hey everyone, welcome to the seventh episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas, a wonderful holiday season, and a very happy new year. We were treated with a white Christmas this year, uh, which was awesome, but it has since been followed by constant sub-zero temperatures, which is not cool. Um, it's so miserable, and it, it definitely has us longing for the, the warmer weather of the Caribbean, which is where we will be heading uh, on our next cruise later this spring. But in this episode, we will go over some of the best-kept secrets of Disney Cruise Line. Now, these are not necessarily secrets per se, but rather some things that you might not otherwise hear about when planning for your cruise vacation. Um, I tried to come up with, with things that either, one, make our cruises extra special, or two, might help make another um, another family's cruise easier or more special. And they're also uh, just good things to have in mind so that you don't miss out on anything uh, and you can experience your cruise to the fullest. So uh, in no particular order, here are 14 of the best kept secrets of Disney Cruise Line. Number one, and one of my family's favorites, soda floats. Uh, so as you all know or may know, soda and soft serve ice cream are free at the self-serve stations on the pool decks um, all across the fleet. So here's a pro tip for you. Grab a cup at the self-serve soda station and fill it about halfway with vanilla ice cream uh, and then bring the cup over to the soda station and fill it with the soda of your choice. But choose wisely, as not all sodas <laughs> go well with vanilla ice cream. Unfortunately, in my opinion, the best ice cream float sodas are root beer and orange, uh, both of which are not available at the self-serve stations on the pool deck. So um, you will have to settle for the other options there. However, Coca-Cola floats are very tasty treats, especially on a hot day. Number two, ask a cast member if they will record your family's welcome aboard. Now, if you've never been on a cruise before and you want to be surprised by your entrance onto the ship, uh, you might want to go ahead and, and fast forward through this section. But if it is your first cruise and you want to have uh, a special memory to relive after your cruise, uh, you may also want to, to give this a try. So... If you've, if you've been on a cruise before, you know that um, when you step on board at the beginning of your cruise, there are cast members there to greet you at the entrance and, and will announce your arrival over a loudspeaker to the entire lobby. Um, you know, it usually sounds something like, Disney, insert ship name, please welcome the Smith family, and everyone claps, and it's, it's all, it's a lot of fun, <laughs> but you can always record the entrance yourself from your own perspective, of course, but you can also request that a cast member record the entrance uh, and the announcement. So if that's something that you want to do, just tell someone before the announcement uh, that you'd like to have it recorded, and, and they'll definitely happily oblige. And it's always fun to, to watch back once your, once your trip is over. Number three... 
The main dining restaurants will accommodate all of your wants and needs. Within reason, of course. Uh, the the rotational dining experience is one of my family's favorite things um, about Disney Cruise Line. And one of many things, actually, that, that distinguishes it from other cruise lines. Um, and if you're, if you're like me, you'll sit down at dinner, they'll give you the menu, you'll look it over, and you will not be able to decide between several options. There'll be, like, two appetizers that you want, two entrees that you want, uh, and, uh, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to choose, uh, just one. So here's the tip, order them all. They will bring you whatever you want on the menu and the menu items are also not restrictive. So if you want the fish, but don't want the rice that comes with it, ask for the sweet potato from the other entree on the menu instead. And if those same sweet potatoes that you ordered on the first night were so delicious, that you can't imagine having another meal without them, order them the next night too, even if they're not on your menu. Um, it's 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 definitely always nice to give your servers a heads up uh, if this is something you think you might be interested in. But even if you don't, uh, they'll definitely still accommodate you anyway. I've never had a bad experience with a serving team, um, and in fact, they they've always just added to my to my overall cruise experience. Number four, you can watch the evening stage shows from your stateroom television. Now, while I, I definitely don't recommend this because the, the stage shows are spectacular, I, I understand that there may be circumstances where it may be more beneficial to watch them from the, the comfort of your own stateroom bed or couch. Uh, on our, our most recent uh, cruise last October, we were sailing with some friends who had never been on a Disney cruise before uh, and didn't want to miss any of the shows. And on the night they were performing Disney's Believe, which is one of my favorite shows, um, the kids were not feeling well and, and they were extremely tired from a long day. So I brought the kids back to the stateroom and put them to bed while my wife uh, went to the show with our friends. And lucky for me, I was still able to catch the show. Um, it's definitely a different experience watching the shows uh, from your room, but at least this option allows you to not miss out completely. Number five. In my experience, there are three windows on a standard cruise um, where the lines to ride the aqueduct are the shortest. On embarkation day, on castaway key day, and during late dining, or, or after you've been seated uh, at main dining. Uh, unless you're an experienced cruiser, embarkation day can be a bit stressful and or overwhelming, so it's not always easy to make time to hit the aqueduct uh, during the slower times. However, if you don't have a lot of things you want to accomplish on day one, uh, it's a great time to hit the pool deck and get on the aqueduct as uh, people are just getting acquainted with the ship, they're getting lunch, um, they're getting settled into their staterooms, so the uh, the lines for the aqueduct are, are a lot shorter on embarkation day. At Castaway Key, the lines are shorter because pretty much everyone has gotten off the ship, which is really what you should be doing at Castaway Key. Uh, I definitely don't recommend staying on the ship on Castaway Key days to take advantage of the smaller crowds on the pool deck. 
uh, because you'd be you're just missing out on on one of the best things about Disney Cruise Line. Now, obviously, each family is different. Um, personally, my family likes to spend uh, as much time ashore as possible when docked at Castaway Key. Um, so that leaves us with option number three, which is uh, during late dining. And this is actually my favorite time to ride the aqueduct. Uh, on our most recent sailing back in October, my son and I went during this time and, and were able to ride it over and over again uh, with very minimal wait times. We, we'd get off or, um, and, and climb right back in line, and there were very few people in line. So that was fun to just be able to kind of ride it continuously a few times. Um, and the same was true for him with the Mickey slide as well. The, the, the line, the, the line to go down the Mickey slide for him wasn't, um, wasn't bad during that time either. And the pool decks are, are really cool at night with all the colored lights they have on the decks and the aqueduct is lit up, uh, as well. And it's, it's a little bit cooler at night, but during, uh, but during Caribbean and Bahamian sailings, this is not always a bad thing, uh, and of course, there there can also be a downside to to this time slot. If you're seated during main dining, that means you would be attending the stage shows or the night shows during the late dining time slot. So there may be an instance where you have to decide which you would rather do. Um, for my family, the Broadway style stage shows are always um, are always must sees. So we. We would hit the hit the pool deck on the nights where there wasn't one of these performances, uh, and there wasn't another act that we were interested in. Number six, order coffee from room service in the evening and enjoy it in the morning. So for you early risers, the room service coffee comes in a carafe. I think that's how you say that word. Um, <laughs> so if you have uh, if you have it delivered before you go to bed at night. The coffee will, will still be hot enough in the morning when you wake up for you to enjoy. Uh, there's always the, the options of going up to the pool deck um, and pouring your own or visiting cabanas or one of uh, several other coffee options. Uh, but if you just want to have a lazy morning in your room, this is definitely a nice option. I'm typically an early riser and I, I love to have coffee in the mornings out on the veranda if that's the, the type of room that um, that we have on, on that particular sailing. But it's nice to just be able to wake up, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and kind of just um, lounge around either in the room or on the veranda. And if the rest of the family is still asleep, this is a, a great option that, that allows you to, to not disturb them by leaving the room. Number seven, buy the souvenir bucket of popcorn on your first night and enjoy refills for the rest of your sailing. So who doesn't love theater popcorn when setting in to watch a movie or, or want something salty to snack on while you're watching your favorite Broadway-style production? Uh, if you buy the, the souvenir bucket, you can enjoy unlimited refills for the remainder of your cruise for $1.50 plus tax. Um each time you fill up. I don't, I don't remember the exact cost of the souvenir bucket. Um, it's not expensive. I think it's, it's, I think it's less than $10 and, and it includes the first popcorn fill up. Unfortunately, the last time my family took advantage of this, <laughs> the bucket did not make it home with us, uh, as we needed all the extra room, uh, in our suitcase we could get. And also, if this is something you plan on doing um, and you're able to think about it before you leave for your cruise, uh, 
you can always bring little Ziploc bags or, or other uh, little bags to share this to share the popcorn with uh, the other members of your party, um, which is a great way to save some money on, on movie uh, and theater snacks. Number eight, dine and play. If you have young children, you you know how difficult it can be to sit down and, and just enjoy a nice dinner. Yes, it's great to have dinner as a family, um, but, but sometimes mom and dad would just like to enjoy a meal without having fussy children around. And Disney Cruise Line allows you to uh, to do just that um, with their with their dine and play program. I should mention that this program is only available during uh, the second seating dinner slot, um, and doesn't cost you anything, and and no early registration is required. All you have to do is uh, let your servers know that your children will be participating uh, in dine and play, and they will bring out your kids' entrees while you are enjoying your appetizers. And once the kids are finished eating their dinner, the the Disney Cruise Line youth youth activity counselors will will come to your restaurant and bring your bring your kids to the Oceaneer Club and the Oceaneer Lab. And once they're gone, you are free to take your time eating the rest of your meal in peace. Yes, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and uh, and since you have until uh, one a.m. to pick up your kids, if you choose. You can also do something together after your dinner as well. Uh, my wife and I have not yet taken advantage of this perk um, because our children are, are too small. Uh, but if your kids love the kids clubs, then this is definitely a win-win for all. Number nine, cookies and milk from the room service menu are a great way to end the day. If your family is like my family, uh, you you spend all day <laughs> stuffing your face, uh, so you don't always have the appetite to even think about room service. But if you're not full to the max, a chocolate chip cookie with some cold milk is a perfect cap uh, on a fun-filled day. I personally have a weakness for chocolate chip cookies, so it doesn't take a whole lot to persuade me. But we do this typically once or twice on a sailing, and it has become uh, somewhat of a family tradition for us. Number 10, more veranda bang for your buck. I hesitate to discuss this one in a public forum because uh, it's a it's a newly discovered secret for us, even though it's not really a secret, <laughs> and something that we wish we had known all along. Uh, on our October sailing uh, on the Dream, we had reserved a Category 5E stateroom at the aft of the ship. Uh, the the category 5e is listed as a deluxe ocean view stateroom with veranda and the veranda was huge it was so awesome and we loved it uh, so much uh, that we we decided we try to reserve these these rooms on all our future cruises obviously pending pending the budget but we really enjoyed our stay in, in this stateroom uh, and one of the really nice things about them is that they are actually cheaper than the Category 5As, um, which are the, the staterooms with the verandas that are on the side of the ship. Um, of course, this does mean that you have to be comfortable being at the very aft of the ship. Uh, my family has always been aft cruisers, so it works great for us, but definitely realize that, that it's not for everybody and that other people have their preferences about where they where they stay on the ship. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention is the 
quote-unquote secret verandas on the classic ships. So I actually was not aware of this, but just came across it as I was uh, preparing for this episode. There are four staterooms in Category 7A on the Magic and the Wonder that have obstructed view verandas, but are only minorly obstructed. And the verandas are, are more similar to those in Category 6. So you essentially get a Category 6 veranda for a Category 7 price. Um, and from everything I, I have learned, these staterooms go fast. So if you're interested, uh, you'll likely want to inquire about them on opening day. And again, I, I have not experienced this for myself. So if Disney Cruise Line has changed um, the pricing for these rooms or if I have provided any misinformation, um, please let me know. But definitely something to keep in mind. Number 11, you can use clues around the ship to help you get your bearings. If you're a newer cruiser or if you <laughs> just have a bad sense of direction, it can be easy to forget where you are around the ship, uh, especially in the, the interior stateroom hallways. Luckily, Disney Cruise Line had this in mind when they, um, when they decorated. The hallway carpets will let you know if you're heading forward or aft. So on the Fantasy and the Dream, if you're heading north, according to the, the globes that are in the carpet, you are heading forward. And alternatively, if you're heading south, uh, per the globes in the carpet, then you are going toward the aft of the ship. Uh, on the Wonder and the Magic, there are blue arrows in the carpet that point forward. Um, and also, the stateroom clips outside the stateroom doors will tell you whether uh, you're on the port side, which is the left side, or on the starboard side, um, which is the right side of the ship. Uh, staterooms on the port side have a fish outside the doors, and staterooms on the starboard side uh, have a, a starfish or a seahorse, depending on, on the ship that you're on. And as a side note, I would highly recommend the Art of the Theme Show tour um, where, where you'll learn about, um, about things like this. The tour is described as a guided tour highlighting the design, imagineering, and artistry of your Disney cruise ship. The tour uh, is for guests 18 and older but takes you around the ship and, and just talks about the art and the design of the ship. Uh, which really gives you a greater appreciation for all the decor. Number 12, don't miss the free Wi-Fi. I almost didn't include this one in the show, um, but I, I had my, my own family members who, who weren't aware of this, so I decided to throw it in. Um, on the first day, you can sign up for 50 free megabytes of Wi-Fi data. Um, however, in my experience, simply taking my phone off of airplane mode and allowing all the apps to refresh pretty much blows through um, all of that data. So if you're counting on that to last you through your entire cruise, you're, you'll have to come up with, <laughs> with a clever way to manage the data. And if you do that, let me know because I, um, I, that would be a, quite, the, quite the feat. Um, but what I typically use it for is, uh, is to do kind of just a one-time check-in in the middle of my cruise. I, I, I love that cruising makes me disconnect from my phone, um, but it's, it's nice to just check in on what's going on once or twice throughout your sailing. Um, 
but you do have to sign up for for this free Wi-Fi on the first day, uh, and there are instructions in the in the Disney Cruise Line Navigator app that can help you sign up. Number thirteen, run the Castaway Key five k and reserve your beach chairs for your family. If you've been to Castaway Key, you know that it can be tough to secure a good spot um, unless you manage your time well. If you sign up to run the Castaway Key 5K, you'll be uh, among the first guests off the ship once it's cleared. Uh, and you can you can pack a backpack and bring it with you and claim your, your favorite beach chairs. I would recommend that you pack some stuff that's not valuable. Um, and after the race, you can return to the ship, grab your breakfast, grab your family. Um, and when you return to the beach, hopefully your stuff will still be there waiting for you. Um, but you'll you'll have good seats for the day. And finally, number 14, uh, and this one may be obvious, but the best way to save on a future Disney cruise is to rebook while on board. It's, it's well documented that Disney Cruise Line does not give very many discounts uh, on its cruise offerings. So if you want to save a little money, it's, it's best to rebook on board. And trust me, you're going to want to. Um, you'll save 10% on the cost of the cruise at the time of the booking. Um, and you may also be eligible uh, for some onboard credit depending on the itinerary that you're reserving. And if you're unsure uh, when you will want to sail again, you can make a $200 deposit per stateroom for a placeholder date, which, which grants you the same advantages of rebooking um, a specific cruise on board without having to book um, a reservation for a specific sail date. So that's a nice, um, a nice little perk. So that will do it for this first round of Disney Cruise Line's Best Kept Secrets. Um, the list is definitely not all-inclusive, and of course people can have their own opinions about what might be something that makes their, their cruise special um, and that not a lot of people know about. I will continue to, to try to think about things like this, and if I can come up with enough, maybe I'll do a second show like this at some point in the future. Um, but I'd also love to hear from you, too, if there's something that, that you would consider to be a quote-unquote best-kept secret, something that you you think maybe not a lot of people know about or something that makes your cruise ex extra special. I'd love to hear about it. Um, or if you have any more specific questions about any of the things that I mentioned on this show, uh, you can definitely drop me a message on our Facebook page um, or on Twitter. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.